On this week's episode, we try to melt our cold, dead hearts with a Valentine's Day special featuring the mysterious deaths of Patricia Mann and Jesse McBain. Then we review the Cupid's Day classic, My Bloody Valentine. All that, plus a special guest. So grab that heart-shaped box of chocolates you bought us and meet us in the pod shed. We're drinking love potion number nine and talking about murder. everyone welcome back to another episode of thc true hollywood crime i'm your host mariah this is your host bailey it's me happy dirty 30 what it's our 30th episode hey <laughs> i didn't put that together at all happy dirty 30 oh, amazing That's should we cheer- let's cheers to dirty 30 ding i got lots to talk about do it first of all oh wait she needs a cheers all right cheers, cheers. we have a special guest for our dirty 30 Hi. no no one else we'd rather have Hi. here than B's mom. We talk about her all the time. And she hasn't heard an episode yet. So <laughs> this is going to be all new for her. It's going to be amazing. She's been quarantining. She's had her negative COVID test. So she was due a visit. Mm-hmm. So she's here hanging for the weekend. Um, how's your week going? My week was good. Our week ended with a bang. Our week? Yeah, because we got tickets too. <gasps> The weekend. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. Next year, guys, don't freak out. This is in hopes that there might be something to do in 2022. Literally, like March of 2022. We have something to look forward to. I have two things to look forward to, but I'm very much looking forward to the weekend. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also, my baby brother is getting married that month. That's so crazy. And I was so happy to find out it wasn't on that day. The weekend. Right. Could you imagine? (laughs) Could you imagine? I mean, it wouldn't be a hard choice to make, but you know. I, it would suck a little bit to miss out on his bit. wedding. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. And I get to be a bridesmaid for the first time. Oh, fine. I've never been a bridesmaid. I didn't know that. Yeah, because you married me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was your officiant. Mm-hmm. And you're the only friend I have. So <laughs> I never got that. a chance to be a bridesmaid. There's that. So Amazing. I'm pretty excited. Um. All right. So you had a good week. We have plans for the weekend in a year. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, Nick and I started watching The Flight Attendant. I've on never HBO heard of it. On HBO with the chick from Big Bang, Kaylee Kukadoo. Oh, Kukuru. yeah. Oh, I have seen commercials for that. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It is. It's like um, it's, it's a like dark an, comedy. an intense thing, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Good, good. I like it. And I love her hair. She's rocking amazing curtain bangs and big buns. And she's flight attendant style. And when and does it take place? Now. Oh, okay. Yeah, current. Love well, it. except for they're not wearing masks. So but I guess. I just meant like it's not 60s flight attendants. No, 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 no. Current days. Mm-hmm. But she is in the bougie ca- bougie class, right? She's like business first class. As she should be. Yeah, it's good. What's my favorite role she's ever done? Can you think of it? You love it too. She, she did something other than. She's, it's going to be your favorite role too. She's the voice of the toilet in um that james franco movie the one where Shut he's the it. son-in-law the future son-in-law oh my god Man. oh you're right i know i'm right why okay yes your mom yeah. is coming in clutch why she him? likes that movie a lot yeah. that's a great movie mm-hmm. i love it, it but yeah she's the voice of the toilet mm-hmm. it's so great really good okay you want a couple follow-ups real fast yes gdp we didn't know <laughs> what a gdp was last gross episode. product well there's a d in there b gross gross domestic product okay which is a monetary measure of the market value of all final goods and services produced in a specific time period so you weren't wrong 
Well, I said it's something that has to do with the money in America. It so, is. I know. You weren't wrong. And also that definition I just gave you, I don't know what any of those words mean <laughs> when you put them in a sentence, but I just thought I should let you guys know that I looked up what a GDP was. Okay. And that the GDP fell. Lori, fun fact for you, since you don't listen to our podcast. It was not 1% like it did, you said in 2008, so but the 15? Great Recession that your daughter forgot about when Bush was in office and all the layoffs were happening. Out. The GDP fell 1%. The Great Depression in the 20s and 30s, the GDP fell 15%. That's how much worse off we were during the yeah. Great Depression. And Nana was alive, yeah. During the Great Depression? Yeah. All right. Yeah. She was. <laughs> <laughs> she said she was the Great Depression. Well, that actually leads us to the perfect segue. Barbara Walters. Oh. What? She didn't die. No, she didn't die. She's 91 years young. She was born the same year we learned last week as Martin Martin Luther King Jr. and Anne and Frank. Frank. They were she all was, born in 1929. Yes, you. I looked that up as well. You were absolutely correct. So in age order, we got Martin Luther King Jr. coming in January 15th, 1929, right before B's birthday. And Frank, June 12th, 1929, right before my birthday. And Barbara Walters is the youngest, September 25th, 1929. And still amazed. I know, right? it's crazy. That's what we said. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there you go. There's your updates from last week. See, you would learn things if you listen to us. Our fun facts. Right. We also talk about burrows. Oh, God, don't get me started. <laughs> I know, I know. And what was it? What was it? Kilometers or um, the, kilo- the square acres? feet. The How squ- many square feet are in a whatever Australian acre? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my Is gosh. Is an Australian acre different than an American acre? It's not called an Australian acre. I can't remember what it's called. Well, then it must be different. <laughs> but it's like it's whatever it was, was like four square miles and then we had to learn that it was like how many football fields football you could fields fit in into a square that? mile yeah. and it was a whole thing we had to go through what was that for that was for the um backpack murders episode you that guys want to go was back and listen to correct it. yes when i went and wolf creek yes which I, was a great one. It feels we got like a, so long ago. We got a 30 episodes big in. response to wolf creek <laughs> we did mm-hmm. um all right so you officially suggest the flight attendant. I have. I also recommend. watched because I got to work from home today. I also had time to watch the Framing Britney Spears. Oh yeah, I watched it too. Oh, it was so, so good. good. It's so good and scary and okay. I feel awful because obviously you knew me during this time. How obsessed was I with Justin Timberlake? Married him. Obsessed. Obsessed. So, it, but in all fairness to you. Everyone in our age was. Right. If, if it wasn't. Um, My daughter, B, was very <laughs> obsessed with Justin. It was, if it wasn't but, Justin Timberlake, it was homeboy from Backstreet Boys. So you were one to the point or the other. That my obsession took it over a hatred to Britney Spears, right? I was mad at her. Yeah. I had a dartboard oh. with her face on it. <laughs> I know. But that was when she was like, hit me, baby, one more time, Brittany. Yeah, that's when she was. Give me toxic, Brittany. Give me circus, Brittany. Give me, like, all of that. And I love her. I die for her. She's amazing. And what she went through. It's so crazy. In, like, literally two years, she basically got married, had two babies back to back, and then ended up going through the most bitter 
spiteful divorce. Probably had some sort of postpartum depression. Who wouldn't be put? Kevin. <laughs> who wouldn't be put under a fifty-one fifty? Um. Well, me being the caring, empathetic individual I am, always felt bad for Britney Spears yeah. when she was going. I remember watching like a. Remember that? Remember MTV had that show Diary where mm-hmm. they follow around celebrities for mm-hmm. like a week or whatever. They did Britney's diary pre breakdown, post kids. So she had her kids. They were young. But she, she a, was still OK where she was in her marriage. She I don't think she was OK, but, but she just wasn't shaving her head yet. Yeah. OK. And they showed her trying to go to the store and the amount of paparazzis that swarmed oh. her car. She couldn't move the car or her driver couldn't get the car out and they couldn't get out of the car to go to any stores. Mm-hmm. And so then and she's got her kids with her. So then they're just trying to drive to get out of, let's say they're in downtown L.A. trying to shop. They're trying to get out of downtown L.A. and the paparazzis on motorcycles were circling her car so dangerously right. that they were scared they were going to wreck the SUV with her kids in the car. Yeah. And I remember watching that and being like, oh, this is really fucked up. Like, yeah. this is really, really wrong. Especially after the whole Princess Diana thing. And and a reoccurring theme here. Me now as a mom looking <laughs> back. It. Right? No, I Just got it back Just now then. putting the shit together. How awful all this is. Dude, that... First of all, the questions they asked her... Oh, horrendous. Disgusting. Yeah. About mm-hmm. her virginity, about her sex life, about her boob job. Like... Everything. Why are you asking people these questions? And then the interview with Justin Timberlake. Like, did you hit it, bro? Yeah. You know you got it, guy. And then the paparazzi like swarming her in the restaurant. Remember, she was yeah. like just trying to sit at a restaurant. And they were like in her face. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's a great watch. So do you think she's being held um, captive against her will? Like yes. The, like all the TikTokers are yes, saying. Yes, I do. I do. With all of her secret messages to her fans. Right. Or- all the roses and. The rose thing was pretty significant. And then did you see her Instagram post the day after it the came soap? out? soap? No. She had a new one because the soap was part of the documentary, right? Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. The day after was because it came out the same weekend as the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. So that we had the documentary, the Super Bowl. And then like that Monday, she posted a thing on Instagram where she was like, this weekend was what everyone was waiting. Like she made it sound like she was definitely talking about the documentary. And then she's like, the Super Bowl. And then she said something about the Super Bowl. And then she went, I love to share, like in a, like a real quiet voice. Okay. And it was definitely felt like it was alluding to the documentary. Okay. So. Yeah. Who knows? It's crazy though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed that. All right. My recommendations are <laughs> not nearly as interesting or cool or relevant. I mm-hmm. went on a YouTube binge of a British show called Delivering Babies with Emma Willis. It's like a it's like a reality show on England. I guess Emma Willis, they call her a TV presenter. So I'm assuming like a um, judge or a host, like maybe a Ryan Seacrest type figure. Okay. And she's always dreamt of being, first of all, in England, you know, everyone gets a midwife. When you everyone, up, you just automatically get when one. When you show up to the hospital, the midwife is in charge of your so labor. So much cooler than us. And delivery. Yeah. And she's always dreamt of being a midwife, which obviously you can't jump in and do. But she jumped in and became like a midwife's assistant. Okay. And she did it the first time for 10 weeks. And then she couldn't stay away. So she went back and did it for like another like months, months and months and months to be like actually certified. Yeah. Anywho, I loved it. It's a great binge watch. I'm a sucker for babies. I love 
like labor and delivery type stuff. And she's like you. She's super outgoing and bubbly and sweet. And you just love her right away. Cool. She's a total people person. Super fun to watch. So that's what I binge watched. Bizarre. Totally. Yeah, totally fucking random. I don't know how it random. popped up on my YouTube. Jesus. Okay. It was. And I really enjoyed it. B. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, don't judge me. I'm not. It's just so funny how we go from this podcast mm-hmm. to you watching that shit. And me sitting on the couch crying watching This Is Us. Who are we? I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm so interested because I had three C-sections. So what's interesting is when they film every type of birth. And I can't watch the C-section ones. I fast forward. I get that. Because it's like PTSD. Yeah. And I had three smooth And two of which were by choice, right? Perfect you, yeah. C-sections. Mm-hmm. Yes. Two of which absolutely were by choice. The first one was an emergency, but I didn't have my heart set on natural Either, labor. Yeah. So I didn't... Uh-huh freak out yeah um but i love watching the like actual deliveries like the natural deliveries Mm -hmm. also so you get a midwife and you get gas and air which is what we don't get and it's like a mix of it's a 50 50 mix of laughing gas and oxygen yeah it's like what you get at the dentist's office yeah yeah but not as strong uh because they need you to like be Be functional Uh but most of the women they have a higher rate of natural like quote-unquote unmedicated births because because they rely on gas and air more than they do epidurals i love it isn't that crazy yeah brilliant so i was just blown away by how much better england is at delivering babies than we are um (coughs) all right so we have that i watched the highwaymen it was really good yeah we watched a terrible movie last night called the vanished on netflix it's a bag of dog shit (laughs) so if you want to watch absolutely horrifically acted movie watch the vanished i have a question for you Mm. my mom thought it was a possibility that we might be covering this movie tonight and i don't know if i've ever seen it Um. valentine with david boreanaz where five women are stalked by an unknown oh, assailant I do remember while this preparing movie. for Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember this movie. Yeah. That was at the height of like Angel and all that. Yeah. I, it, well, it's not a true story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so before we get into our case in our movie, I have a dirty 30 present for you. I have a present for you. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I created... The Dirty 30 drinking game. Ooh. So this is a game that all 10 of our listeners can do at home. Ooh. So you need to take a drink of whatever you're drinking. Look, if you don't drink alcohol, that's totally cool. Water, Pop up in a soda or coffee, a tea. So you have to take a drink for every time we cheers. Every time B lights up a joint. Oh, God. Every time either of us say anywho. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime that I, myself, Mariah, admit to not writing something down. Okay. That alone is going to get you oh, fucked right. up. Wow. Hammered. Anytime you hear us pour wine. Anytime either of us say love it. Anytime B exhales, like mm-hmm. into the mic. Mm-hmm. Anytime you, this one's a tricky one. You got to pay attention. Anytime you hear it's going to be me. I'm the only one who does it. Anytime you hear me crunch ice. Because mm. every once in a while you hear me crunching ice into the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever either of us say stop, or if you hear a can open. Wow. Bonus round take a shotgun or a beer bong if we say that we're not in the pod shed. If we're recording not in the pod shed, which 
Get ready, guys. We're not in the pod shed tonight. So do your shotgun, do your beer bong, drink along at home, our Dirty 30 drinking game. I'll post the official rules on our Instagram, THC podcast. It'd be super fun to play along. Amazing. And um, we are not in the pod shed because we are at B's house for the first time ever. And what kind of, I don't know. What do we call this? <laughs> well, it's called a garage. Decor. Bailey. It's a no, but big like, room on the side of your house where people usually store car yeah. store cars. A theme? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of theme? Well, what kind you of... have the horror corner. <laughs> it's it's bees. Um, horror movie posters. UFC. I'm getting a lot there. of half naked men. Well, yeah, because that's what's so, relevant. There's horror. Relevant is UFC naked men. <laughs> okay, so there's a horror corner with all of B's old VHSs and posters, and, and right next to it is the UFC it. corner with all of her UFC posters, a workout area, a mm-hmm. holiday bag, basically like a, a wrapping station, a wrapping station, yeah. and you know, garage stuff. Garage stuff. But Anywho, yeah. we're in the garage. We're hanging. Hey. We have a fireplace, kind of. We do. We have like an electric fireplace. It's mm-hmm. nice and cozy. Yeah. All right, where's my present? Yeah. What is it? So what is this for? For Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm terrified of what it is. It's yeah. in a small box. Small boxes scare me. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> oh, it's our... I was so happy for I just know. the fuck you, I Candy. Know. <laughs> it's a very small condom, Lori. Where have you been? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> oh, it's our earrings we talked about. Our bestie earrings. I love them. So a couple episodes back for our... I don't know what episode we were actually covering, but my birthday. Your birthday episode. Um, <laughs> Nick got me these amazing earrings. But one set had the Freddy with the claw. Yep. And the other set was just two Jason masks. So now we have best friend earrings that are one Jason mask and one machete. And I absolutely love them. They're so cool. I can't wait to wear them. And I love that it looks like Nick's machete. Yes. It, like it's got the, the serrated. I'm obsessed with my fuck you candy. Fuck you mints. Fuck you mints. Because you need to clean up your dirty ass mouth. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. All right. So we did our dirty for 30 game. We did our best friend earrings. Should we actually talk about true crime? One last surprise. Okay. So. Is it behind me? No. Okay. For a million years, I've been looking for a tattoo artist. Oh, okay. And I found one. Okay. And I met with them today. Oh, my God. And I made myself an appointment. Holy shit. And I'm very excited. What are we going to get? Is it going to be a surprise? Can you tell us what it is? It's it's so I've always wanted to cover up my back. Right. And so he's going to turn it into um, violet wildflowers. And he's going to make it. it be like a whole back to side to rib thing. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll be like watercolorish. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I know. So excited. Yeah, because I've been looking forever. And it's either like the people that I've talked to have just been awful. Just mm. not like a good vibe to work with. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. Su- yeah. Super- Are they here in town? Yeah. Amazing. Right up the street. Amazing. Yeah. So excited. Well, I can't wait to see what yours turns out like because my tattoo artist for you guys don't know this. I'm I'm much more heavily tattooed than B. B has one so, tattoo. Right. I have, like, I don't know, 15 or something. Uh-huh. But my tattoo artist just like jump shipped one day yeah. like he's done all the work on my arms and then one day i went to go make an appointment and they're like yeah he doesn't work here and we don't know where he went yeah i'm like oh well i haven't yeah. gotten a tattoo since mm-hmm. so i hope yours 
turns out great. No, I know. I'll that's steal them. why I knew you would be excited. I'm super excited. I've been looking at a tattoo artist in the Bay Area, but because it's the Bay Area and especially our hometown in the Bay Area, yeah. they're going to be so fucking expensive. No, I'm sure. Which good tattoo artists, of course, should be expensive. Right. Absolutely. But where we grew up, everything is more expensive than everywhere else in the world. Exactly. So, you know, I'm excited. For and you. I, I, and I knew that and I immediately. I yeah, because I know my mom wants to get more work done to Ooh. hers and I know you. So, yeah, so this excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they let you have visitors, you want me to come hang out with you? Sure. Oh, fun. Yeah. All right. Well, stay tuned, guys. That's it. When's your appointment? May. End of May. All right. <laughs> so this week uh, for Valentine's Day is another thing we're famous for, which is not doing what we said we would do as a podcast Which, and having a movie not based on a real life case I'm at all. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I knew I was giving you the best Valentine's Day present by giving you this movie. The best of all. You always do. So I'm doing the case of Patricia Mann and Jesse McBain, the murders of Patricia Mann and Jesse McBain. And I gave B the loving Valentine's Day present of watching My Bloody Valentine, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you loved. Yeah. Is, was it from the 70s? No. 80s? 81. Ooh. It came out right the, a year after Friday the 13th. Peak horror movie mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And they kind of very slightly reference Friday the 13th in the film. And that's why I thought it was even more important that you got your earrings tonight. Absolutely. Not to mention the shirt I wore today. Perfect. Right? And so cute. guess what? In my story, there's a Friday the 12th. What? Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. It was meant to be. The stars are aligning. It was. This was actually recommended to me by my little brother's fiance, who she, when she found out what our podcast was, she was like researching stuff and they Blair witched her. They they had set it up that your movie was like a true story. Okay. And I was like, that sounds crazy. And I yeah. looked at I'm like, oh, no, sweetie. It's just the article you were reading is like pitching it like a real thing. But- it sounded like such a great movie that I'm like, I'll find a case that has something to do with Valentine's Day. No, it's so good. Um, So I got everything. So this case is another one where I looked it up and everything online is pretty much the same. The yeah. same outline. Yeah. And I was like, OK, that's fine. But then I found a podcast and it's like a eight or nine episode podcast dedicated to just this case. Wow. It's called The Long Dance. It's a great podcast. Okay. I've only listened to episode one in its entirety because it gave me all the info I needed for this. tonight. Yeah. And then the other episodes <coughs> are them like diving super deep into it. And I just each episode's like an over an hour to an hour and a half long. And I just didn't have the time this week. Right. Which leads me to another thing. The audacity of me. The audacity I have last week. We did Bonnie and Clyde to do my research and then tell you guys on my podcast about Bonnie and Clyde that if you want more information <laughs> seek out a podcast, podcast about Bonnie and Clyde is absolutely ridiculous I'll drink to that that's fucking Should amazing we do a cheers if you're doing your dirty 30 game oh, yeah. cheers oh my lord the absolute audacity amazing I'm like look I did some research, but if you guys want if real you really research, care, find a podcast to listen to about it. I just maybe it's a good thing. Sometimes I totally forget that we're talking to other people besides us. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, there's people listening to this podcast just to for hear reason. about Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, no. See, I feel like people <laughs> would listen to the, our podcast just for that reason is that we do just do this for us. <laughs> it's literally like no one else is here except for now you're here. Oh, yeah. second ever 
oh no that's not true we've had a few people podcast with us but mm. first ever parent yeah um so that being said the long dance podcast is great and they do a real deep dive into this case so i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna do the overview see all you're doing is supporting our fellow podcast people and i oh, think i that don't think they need our support <laughs> <laughs> i think they're doing just fine they have a real podcast with a real website and everything <laughs> It's just us an Instagram page. Um, <sighs> I did read an article on, I believe it's like a blog. It's called here's the twist.com, which I thought that was a fun name. Yeah. But you makes know, me want a cocktail. Yeah. And then all the other, uh, all the other articles were pretty much all the same info over and over and over and over. Right. Again, so nice. Excuse me. All right. You ready? You're so much more polite and ladylike than me. Burping is burping. not no, part of the game. We don't actually usually burp that much. It's oh. the seltzer doing it to mm-hmm. me. All right. You ready? Always. Patricia Mann is born in the quiet, safe, small town of Sanford, North Carolina. She's shy but friendly. She's really smart. She's a good Christian girl, high morals, a good friend, a good daughter, all around good girl. Okay. Right? Um, she grows up next door to her cousin and best friend, Carolyn, and they both decide that when they grow up, they're going to become nurses together. Okay. A half hour away in an equally quiet and safe town is Pittsburgh, North Carolina, where Jesse McBain is growing up. He grows up to be a large, handsome football player. He's outgoing. He's popular, but respectful. He's also a good Christian boy. Very smart. Very funny. All around. Great guy. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. In high school, Pat meets Jessie through her cousin, and they instantly hit, hit it off. Great connection. Right. And they become just the all-around American perfect Please, make couple. babies. Yeah. The best. Yeah. Um, they both grow up in these really close-knit towns. Everybody knows everybody. All their friend groups are super intertwined. Generations of families are growing up together, right? Yeah. So because neither of them have a car and Jesse always has to borrow his parents' car. It's easier. Like they double date a lot. Pat and her cousin, Carolyn will double date with Jesse and like one of his friends or family members. They'll go out on big group dates. It's just easier that way. Mm -hmm. So we have a group of kids all growing up together, all going to high school. Even though They're in two different towns, but you know, everybody's, you know, yeah, I get it. Small town, two great groups of kids. Why not? So even now when you interview anybody from that town as the as these podcasters did, nobody has ever had a bad thing to say about these kids. Everybody, it's only gold star reviews. They're okay. the top of the top, just the best. Um, so Pat gets accepted to this nursing program at Watts Hospital in Durham, North Carolina. Um, it's a super hard program to get into. It's a three-year program. It takes a ton of work. It's okay. a huge commitment. Yeah. She has to live there in the dorms. And to live in the dorms, you have to abide by these super strict rules. Okay. Um, that's just part of being small town, Bible Belt, sure. 70s, just the way it goes. Okay. Jesse's not thrilled about this because, one, this moves her an hour away from him. Um, and plus, the strict rules makes it harder for them to date, see each other. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So Pat, of course, joins the nursing program. Um, she actually joins it before she even graduates high school. Okay. So she goes from, I think, maybe a junior in high school straight to this nursing program. I think skipping her senior year, but I'm not sure. Okay. Um, 
she's not alone. She actually has a friend from the same town, not her cousin, Carolyn. She doesn't get in, but she does have a friend that she grew up with gets into the same nursing program. So um, even though she has a friend there, it's super hard on them. It's super hard on Pat. It's very stressful. She's super homesick. Yeah, I get it. It's uh, a big strain on her relationship with Jesse. He eventually graduates high school and then he starts as a freshman at North Carolina State University, which is a half hour away from her hospital that she's at in Durham. But he doesn't have a car. So it doesn't right. really matter. Yeah. They're still only seeing each other on weekends. Because You're right. Because I'm thinking about this. I'm like an hour, a half hour. I'm like, I mean, come on, guys. Get over it. But if you don't have a car don't and it's cars. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you're right. I get it. Um, so they have a couple of like minor breakups. I think on the podcast, they were interviewing their friends who were like still alive. And mm-hmm. they said, eh, Jesse ha- kind of had his eye on other girls when they were broken up. But at the end of the day, they always came back together. They were super in love. And, you know, it's just hard. Long distance relationships are hard. Would you ever do a long distance relationship? Like if Lou got a really good job? Well, hold on. Lou or am I in Pat and Jesse's situation? It's different. Well, I've been with my husband for over 15 years. So, of course, it's different. (laughs) If he has to go away for work, I'm not going to be like, you know what? This is very hard. I have to see other guys while you're away. No, I mean, I have like a real strong commitment. (laughs) To the father of my children. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> um, but if I was in their scenario. Yeah. And you have to remember, they're also very different from us, B. They're very Christian. Right. By the Bible book. book. Yeah. Rule followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 70s. 71. So. so no. um, yeah, probably. Because yeah. what else are you going to do? Yeah. I okay. mean, I don't know. It's I probably easier for Jesse because I think it was normal for boys to date girls, lots of, or, you know, multiple girls. But I bet if Pat had done the same thing, maybe it would have looked bad on her, even though it shouldn't. It's just the point of view people had back no, then. No, I'm just like, I don't think I could ever do the long distance. The long distance. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, no. Pat and Jesse can. And despite their rough patches, they do end up back together, happy. Pat ends up with a promise ring, a pre-engagement Aww. ring on her finger, and they have plans to marry once everybody graduates from their respective colleges, right? Mm-hmm. So, February 12th, 1971, Pat and her friend from home um, are taking these, like, really important state board tests, right? Pat is kind of bummed because that night is going to be the Valentine's Day dance at her school, and Jesse can't make it. And she has this big test. So her friend from home finishes early and she asks Pat if she wants her to stay and give her a ride back to the dorms. And um, or maybe it was even it might have even been a ride back home to to uh, Sanford. I can't remember. But she basically asks if she if Pat wants her to stay. Give her a ride. Yeah. Pat says, no, I still have to finish. Go on without me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay here anyways, because what else am I going to do? So her friend leaves her and that decision haunts her for the rest of her life. She really regrets that. So Pat's in her dorm with her roommate, Gail. They're the only ones not at the dance. Obviously. When Jesse surprises her, he had came home early from college and uh, his mom let him borrow the car, even though he wasn't supposed to have it on. It was this Friday, Friday nights. She said, go ahead, take the car, go up to Durham, 
take your girl to the dance. Yeah. So boom, Jesse's here. They're going to the Valentine's Day dance. I don't know what happens to Gail. Does she just stay <laughs> home by herself? Gail. Sorry, Gail. I don't know. Um, so they go to the dance, which this is more of like a social. You know, they're drinking punch. They're it's listening. To, they're listening to records. Yeah. You know, some nice, respectful Christian dancing. Yeah. All good things. Christian. Okay. <laughs> 11.30. <laughs> well, don't worry. It's about to get a little naughty. Hey. 11.30 like p.m. Pat and Jesse leave to go park at a lover's lane. Oh, we love a good lover's lane. We do. Um, and they are very aware of the fact that Pat has a 1 a.m. mandatory curfew. So they're trying to get it in where they can fit it in. Ooh. The next day, Pat, who has never missed a curfew in her life, is not in the dorm. They alert the, um, what is she called? The head mom? The head mistress. Um, anyways, the house mom. <laughs> the house, the house mom. mom. Okay. Uh, the house bunny. Yeah. Her... <laughs> Her uh, her roommate and her friends alert the house mom. They start looking everywhere for her in the dorms, on campus. There's no sign of her. They call her family. The family call the police. The police are no fucking help. They say it hasn't been 48 hours. We need 48 hours for a missing persons. And then they tell the parents that eh, they're probably either eloped or just off fucking somewhere. Yeah. Like they'll turn up eventually. Obviously. And well. her. Yeah. But the, her parents like that's not their nature. These right. kids would not, not do, do that. that ever. So they start calling um, hospitals. They call friends. They call acquaintances. Anybody that they can, there's no sign of these guys. No signs of Pat and Jesse. Uh, maybe the next day, within the next few days, a car full of fellow nursing students who are off searching find Jesse's car parked at the lover's lane. It's completely undisturbed. The doors are still locked from the inside. They, which of course, because it's car doors. Car doors are still locked. Uh, both Jesse and Pat's jackets are still inside the car. Pat's purse is still inside the car, as well as her pantyhose, which has been neatly folded and tucked underneath the front seat. Wow. So now the Durham County police are officially involved. Yeah. Okay. By Monday. So they went missing Friday night. By Monday morning, still no sign. They have official search parties out. They have airplanes circling, looking for them. Um, reward money is posted. Rumors are flying all over the small towns, right? Everyone's freaking out. Yeah. Two weeks go by, no sign of them. Wow. Um, there's several air quote sightings of them, which turn out to be nothing. Okay. There's prank calls made to the families, which turn out to be nothing but fucked up. Right. Thing assholes. to do. Yeah. Thanks. And there's paranoia running rampant because you have to remember this is the time of the Zodiac killers running rampant in the Bay Area. The Golden State killers running rampant. Oh, now you're going to pretend like you remember there were fucking serial killers. It's coming back. Got- it's coming back. <laughs> this is, this is um, not too far after the Manson family's found guilty. Oh, yeah. So people are freaking out. Yeah. Oh, and one that we won't go into because we'll do him one day. Um, Richard Speck, I think is his name. But he was basically a dude who killed nurses. Wow. Like, he, went, he was a serial killer of nurses. So the, the nursing students are a little paranoid about one of their fellow nurses gone missing. Ooh. So February 25th. What is that? That's oh, that's two weeks and a day after they go missing. A surveyor measuring property lines on the border of Durham and Orange <coughs> counties 
sees what he thinks are mannequin legs sticking out of the leaves. Mannequin legs. 20-year-old Patricia and 19-year-old Jesse's bodies are found tied to a tree back-to-back in a heavily wooded area. They've both been strangled with signs of a struggle, especially Patricia, who shows signs of being hit and kicked very hard, signs of internal bleeding. They both still have their jewelry on. Jesse has his wallet with all of the cash in it, and there's no signs of sexual assault. There are signs that the ropes around their necks have been loosened and retightened multiple times, which goes to show investigators that the only reason behind this could be torture. Yeah. Right? Because it's on the border of two counties, the police departments of those counties don't work together. Uh, There's no leads. They call in an FBI profiler. The newspapers are going crazy with ideas of satanic cults and serial killers and all that bullshit I just mentioned. Right. Right. The newspapers are running with it. Right. Uh, Jesse and Pat's funerals are planned for the same day, but in their respective hometowns. So friends actually attend Jesse's funeral and then rush the half hour to Pat's hometown to go to her funeral. Both churches are overflowing with people spilling out into the street. The case then goes cold for 40 years. Fuck you. Hold on. Let me take a sip. Right. Fuck you. 40. No, it goes cold for 40 years. Dun, dun, dun. Dot, dot, dot. 2010. 2010, Captain, or sorry, criminal investigator Captain Tim Horn finds a dusty box inside of long-term storage at the police department. The lid has already been opened. He peeks in and he sees these black and white pictures. Curious, he goes through and finds the case of Pat and Jesse. He's interested because he's a local boy. And since the 70s, the county lines have changed. So now instead of this murder happening on what would have been two counties, they happened in the county that he's in charge of now. Yeah. So, coincidentally, or possibly not, a couple weeks after he finds this box, and it's kind of nagging him in the back of his mind, Pat's cousin and best friend Carolyn calls for, she calls every once in a blue moon, every, let's say, handful of years to ask for an update. Normally, she's given kind of the brush off, the cold shoulder. But for once, someone wants to talk to her. Tim Horn wants to talk to her and see what she has to say. He really likes her. And um, he gives her what he found in the box. He doesn't know very much and kind of asks her what she knows. And so she just unloads all the tips and rumors and theories that she's heard of over the years, even who she suspects, who her and the families suspect did it. Amazing. So Tim and his lead investigator, Don Hunter, officially reopen the case of Pat and Jesse. Whoever thought to just, you know, listen. Right. So they call in all the original investigators who are still alive and these investigators are shocked oh, at this presentation oh. that Tim puts forth because they weren't working together. So at some point, evidence is new to either side yeah. because they never work together. So yeah. like, oh, you guys found that? Oh, well, we had this, whatever. It's like, well, maybe if you would have worked together in the beginning, you could have solved the case, huh? Clearly. Um, and also what they have now, which they didn't have back then, is DNA testing. Mm. In yeah. particular, Tim wants to use a thing called an MVAC, which is a wet vacuum that collects DNA from difficult places like rope used to strangle and tie up two lovers 40 years ago. Wow. So there is one person of interest and he is a person of interest left over from the 70s. They looked 
heavily into him. He is a doctor from the Watts Hospital who worked with Patricia. Um, he's still the main focus of their investigation. Back in the 70s, they had asked to question him and asked for a lie detector test. And he lawyered up and denied them everything and refused to work with them. In current day, with this DNA testing on the horizon, they ask him for a voluntary DNA sample. He lawyers up, says no, and denies them. Okay. He remains their person of interest, but this case is still cold and unsolved. Fuck. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Wow. That's the case of Patricia and Jesse. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, so... Obviously, like you said, the movie doesn't have a whole lot to do with that. Yeah, but I am gonna make real am, quick. Did you? Are you eating my ice, or did you pour some in your? She cup? She poured some in okay, her cup. Don't eat my ice, Lori. Right. How dare you? My right. ice. There's only three pieces of ice to go around the whole house. <laughs> we can say names. We just don't say last names. Anyways, people. So. I will make a few connections. So I'll say right away when I briefly looked into my bloody Valentine, the things that popped into my head, please torture. Yeah. And Valentine's Day dance. Absolutely. The dance. And so I, you said it was 71. No, Lori, your now brother's fiance. Oh, yes. She was the one that recommended this. Correct. Or like, piece this together. Yes. She saw my bloody Valentine because they had tricked her into thinking it was a based on a real tell me how they tricked her into. I think she was just reading an article and the way they worded it made it sound. It was like instead of being like a review or a critic article, it was like a fan article, like a fan fiction situation where they had made a thing that made it sound like. They, they never mentioned it was a movie. Okay. They just went straight in like this was a real person. Oh, okay. Got it. So what I'm about to describe is what she thought the actual crime was. Yes, I guess so. Well, she knew she knew it was a movie. I think what I mean is they, they just made it sound like it was based on a real story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I'm sorry. Did that just take all the wind out of your sails? No. Another special guest? I know. Mimosa the cat is here? <laughs> Mimosa the cat. Yeah. Oh, Mimosa. Is she purring? Quick. Put your... Oh, I was like, put the mic up to her so right. I can hear her oh, purr. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Is she going to jump on here? And That's what I'm worried about. She really likes to walk on computers. Mimosa are... How old is she? No. How old is she now? Like she'll be... Six months? No, she'll be a year in May. Oh, my God. A year already? Mm-hmm. Mimosa. Mm-hmm. It feels like we just got her. I know. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> all right, B. Tell me all about 1981's My Bloody Valentine. You got it, girl. So I will tell you. Do you need that last page? That's special fun facts. Oh, okay. I will tell you that I do remember renting this from the video store next to the 7-Eleven. Uh-huh. Right up the street from where I grew up. Right, I have vivid memories of like picking it out for a Valentine's Day slumber party. I'm sure Melissa was there. Okay. Right. And I remember my mom teaching us how to do like you melt the chocolate in Ziploc bags mm-hmm. and you can like yeah. do little hearts. And then it hardens. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like doing our names and all sorts of fun yep. stuff. And we Super ordered fun. pizza and we had the couch bed and the whole to do. This sounds like a fun time now. Let's do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And I remember picking this movie because it was one of the Valentine's Day movies. Great. 
So watching And is it, it a hard R? Yes. Fantastic. But now watching it back, I'm angry with the movie. Oh. oh yeah. Uh, no. Oh. Not my mother, my the movie. But we open with two miners wearing gas masks. And she means miners is in the type that dig for coal, not yeah. underaged. Oh, <laughs> like, Thank you. there we go. I, I appreciate that. that. Yep. They are walking through underground tunnels carrying pickaxes. Pick Before you go any further, I remembered why Lori looked this up for us. Because you had surprised them with your Wisconsin cheese hat. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I just need a Wisconsin murder to wear my cheese hat. You're like, or like I have the gold nugget hat if there was like anything to do with mining. And that's why she looked it up was because of your gold nugget hat. <laughs> well, now I feel like that's going to be incorporated somehow, somehow yeah. some way. Yes. I lo- <laughs> oh, I'm so glad she's going to be part of the family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why she was looking it up. She's looking for a mining horror movie true crime case. It's the right weekend what a great oh what a great girl love this so they reach a dead end and one of the miners puts their pickaxe like in the wall Mm -hmm. right just and then starts to undress oh immediately yeah (laughs) it's a woman and she's wearing like white lingerie okay and she has this isn't a mine shaft yes All right. (laughs) This is 1981, you guys. Amazing. Get it together. Absolutely amazing. Like, this is shocking. (laughs) I know. And so she's got this heart-shaped tattoo on her chest. Okay. Right above one of her breasts. Of course. And she starts to, like, stroke the other miner's gas mask, like, hose. Sexy. (laughs) So sexy. She goes to take off the mask. Also, I didn't know that miners wore gas masks. Yeah, because the methane underground. Yeah. It, it's it's a thing, apparently. Okay, fantastic. All right. So um, she's stroking the hose, and she, like, goes to take off the mask, and he's not having it. Or uh-huh. he, she, who am I to assume? But whoever. They're not having they're it. They're not having it. So the mask is staying on, and she continues to, like, do her little sexy whatever but he gets enraged, or sorry, they get enraged by the sight of the heart on the chest. Oh. Right? Picks her up and pushes the heart through the pickaxe that she nice. had put in the wall. Uh-huh. Right? That's the best kill we're going to get out of the whole fucking movie. Ah, shit. It's right here. Those. Yep. God it's the it. best thing that happens in the whole goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Strong. Spoiler alert. Uh-oh. After killing the girl the killer puts her heart in a box okay that's very a heart, emo. a heart-shaped box uh-huh. oh wow right yep and places it in the mayor's office can you remind me to do a follow-up next week about Nirvana? Because one of my favorite songs by them is Heart Shaped Box. What if they were huge My Bloody Valentine <laughs> fans? <laughs> when there Get is out. a band named after this movie. Yes. My, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. There's a band named after. My Bloody Valentine. Uh-huh. And so the whole town is like getting excited about having a Valentine's Day dance for the first time in like 20 years. 20 years? Mm-hmm. Why? Because of this r- story of a s- uh, killer 
apparently back in the day whoever was supervising didn't pay attention and so there was an explosion down in the mine shafts oh okay all right and this happened during the valentine's day dance no (laughs) okay (laughs) it was around valentine's day (laughs) (laughs) it would just make so much more sense if they were all distracted by the dance and then there was a mine shaft explosion no so the killing that just happened is around the valentine's day dance okay Right, but this is the one that remember because you asked her like well, what happened twenty years okay. ago. Mine shaft explosion. Right, that caused them to cancel Valentine's Day. Right, fantastic. I know. All right. <laughs> I don't know if your mom's going to be able to make it to the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, my notes are all over the floor. We're a full blown mess tonight, you guys. That's it's what makes it Valentine's Day. All right. All right. Hold on. Let me get my shit together. We're going to have a drink. And you know what's making me burp is the fact that I just realized that these are the Bud Light seltzers. Yeah. Oh, the, the Bud Light seltzers. Lou thought that the White Claws were too good for us. Well, to be fair, he's he's not wrong about also, that. Also, these ones have more in them. He said the white claws were smaller. So inside, I'm going to go back to when we found the box of chocolates. So inside the box of chocolates, or no, sorry, what we thought was a box of chocolates that had the heart in it was a note that says, from the heart comes a warning filled with bloody good cheer. Remember what happened as the 14th draws near. Oh, right. Whoa. And so inside the box, a heart. Yes. Of the 30 year old woman. So the mayor's like, it's happening again. How do you know it's a 30 year old woman? Because the coroner determined. Oh, OK. It was a 30 year old woman. Fantastic. It, because it was the chick in the mines. Right. Yep. With the heart shaped tattoo. It's just a 30 year old that'd be desperate enough to go strip tease in a mine shaft to find yeah. a man. Me. <laughs> <laughs> At the local bar, our miners and their girlfriends are enjoying a night out, right? A good uh-huh. night of fun. Drinking games, the bartender's trying to warn them all beware as the 14th comes near, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. So, and he's the one that tells them about the explosion that trapped the five miners underground. And it was after six weeks of trying to dig them out, only one man, Harry Warden, was found alive, surviving solely on the flesh of the other bodies he was trapped down below with. So damaged by the experience, he was placed in a mental institution. He escaped one year later on Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. And We got a bit of a Michael Myers situation. He's like the Michael Myers of Valentine's Day. So very much. All of these things come into play. Very much so. He returns to kill the supervisor who had been working the day that he was trapped. Okay. Right? Revenge. Correct. And so now back to current day, the mayor and the sheriff are like, well, fuck, we've got this same copycat kind of situation or it's Harry. Uh-huh. Right? Because they don't know where he's been since. Okay. And so they're trying to contact the facility that is supposed to be holding him. And according to the receptionist, no one's going to be able to confirm that (laughs) for the evening. Okay. (laughs) Which is shady as fuck. Right. So then we see someone in full minor gear, the whole mask, everything in a local laundromat. And he's got a heart-shaped box. 
And there's a woman working that night, and she believes that it's from her crush. She sees the heart-shaped box, uh-huh. and she reads it, and it says, roses are red, violets are blue, one is dead, and so are you. Oh, shit. Wow. And she gets the pickaxe. Okay. Okay. Her body's found the next morning on Friday, February 13th. Oh. All right. Stuffed inside one of the dryers with her heart ripped out and her skin badly burned. Okay. But they barely showed it. Yeah. It was like uh, if you if you were to blink or take a sip of your beverage. You miss it. You're going to miss it. Yep. All right. I know. But they still have the R, huh? We'll get into that. Okay. So, being that the next day, the mayor and the sheriff are trying to call again the facility, like, what the fuck? Where is Harry Warden? They find out that there's no record matching him. Oh, shit. And they're like, it's going to take days to figure out. He could have been transferred, released. Who knows? Mm -hmm. It's been 20 years, right? Not wanting to cause a panic, they try to keep the laundry lady's death, like, a secret. Not that she died, but how she died. So they say she passed away from a... Heart attack? Yes. Oh, a heart attack. Yes. They're not lying. Right? (laughs) (laughs) They're just going around the truth. Good job. I want to cheers for that. Way to go, bitch. Nice. Good job. Heart attack. They're not lying. No. (laughs) Inside... The body of the laundry, the laundry lady is another note. Okay. It happened once. It happened twice. Canceled the dance or it will happen thrice. I do love his commitment to poetry. <laughs> the mayor claims that out of respect for the laundry lady, that they're going to be canceling the dance, the Valentine's Day After dance. After 20 years. Right? Still canceling they're it. They're taking down all the decorations. There is no reason to celebrate. This is a tragic loss. Mm-hmm. Right? And the younger people are like, fuck you. We're going to have a party at the mines. Okay. But not like in the mines. because I, I Well, I hope not. Are you kidding? I was like, fuck yeah, let's party in the mines. When I tell you I'd rather die than go inside of a mine, I really mean it with my entire heart. But they've heart. got like a rec hall. Right, Great. where they like do yeah, lunch and shower and whatever. Yeah. yeah no mind. Well, whatever. All right, fine. And again, the, the bartender is like, do not do this. Remember what I told you, but they make fun of him. So he's like, fuck you. Then they all deserve to die then. Right? No. So he goes to set up like a dummy to scare them. Okay. Right? With a pickaxe and the gas mask and the whole to do hello mimosa Mimosa. and in the process he basically gets himself killed right because he's setting up the dummy with the pickaxe and the guy's like well here i am with my real fucking guess what yeah yeah, yeah, exactly yeah i mean what do you think was gonna happen come here mimosa so we're finally on saturday february 14th it's valentine's day and things are quiet. She doesn't like me. The mayor and the sheriff feel confident that they shut things down. The sheriff goes back to the police station. He finds a box. Uh-huh. But this time it's actual chocolates. Oh. And it's from the laundry lady. Oh, She that's was like sad. his secret admirer. Oh. I know. And I feel so bad for the laundry lady. Right. But the party is now getting started at the mine. Everyone's drinking and dancing. 
Homeboy is in the kitchen making some hot dogs. He's boiling them in water. The way B likes it. Right. And gets his face shoved in the water. Okay. I can appreciate it. mm -hmm, By our killer. Sneaks up from behind, head into the water. Fantastic. Oh, what a terrible way to die. Mm -hmm. Hot dog water? Mm -hmm. Oh, not even anything good. And so the sheriff has a bad feeling. And so he and the deputy go to check the mine. But when they hear right outside of the station, there's like a pack of dogs fighting over another heart-shaped box. Oh, shit. Right? And inside is a note that says, you didn't stop the party. Don't you feel like a bunch of goofies? Right? So we're back at the mine. And it's like a room where I assume the men get dressed because all their coveralls hang from the ceiling on like a pulley system. Uh-huh. It's a really weird fucking room. Also, Michael Myers' dream come true. Are you kidding? Unlimited coverall supply. Unlimited. <laughs> Shapes, sizes, Work colors. Yeah. And these benches. And so on these benches, we've got these two lovebirds making out. Okay. And the girl's like, go get us some fucking beers. I respect the Amen. energy. Right? So her boyfriend goes to get the beers. And while she's alone, she starts to hear these weird noises. And the coveralls start to fall from the ceiling. No. Mm-hmm. And she panics, tries to find her way out. But instead, she runs directly into our killer's arms. And at this point, we do not see her die. Right? And so her boyfriend shows up. And he hears the shower. And he's thinking, shit, like, it's about to get hot and steamy. He's excited. But then he sees her. And what we can figure out is that the killer had basically picked her up and shoved her head like her skull through the shower head and like turned her into a fountain. Amazing. No, but we don't see any of it. Uh. We didn't see any of this happen, right? We didn't see her die. And all we get is like a side angle that's blurry and like dark at best. It's very disappointing. Right. I get, I know the, I know the vision. I'm just, I'm not having it. I'm not excited. So we jumped to our sheriff and he just pulled up to the mines when he gets a call about a different disturbance away from the mines. And he turns around without even checking and just drives away. So everyone at the party is just drunk enough that a few guys think it's a great idea to take their girlfriends down to the actual mines because it'll be like riding a roller coaster. Oh, yeah, of course. Right. How bored do you have to be? They grab beers and blankets and they load up in the cable cars and they go down to the mines and the girls want a full tour. But one couple wants to go tour something else. What do they want to tour? The girls butts. Each other. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Back above ground. Finally, a little bit of chaos because bodies are popping up. Right. We've got a guy discovered. The guy that was boiled is found in the beer fridge. Oh, why do I do beer like that? Right. I know. And they remember the tale of Harry Warden and they're like, fuck, 
maybe we should have listened to that bartender. <laughs> you should always listen to your bartender. So they Rule try one. to call for help, but the lines are cut. And this is where I need to get a little bit more specific about my characters. Did you give your mother ecstasy before we did this podcast? <laughs> She's drinking tequila. Oh, what do you okay, want? You yeah, oh, what that's do you perfect. want from me? You guys, I took a picture. It only took me about half of B's story to get one of mimosas in my lap. Mimosas in my lap. No! Well, I got the picture before she left. So most of the partiers go back to town to try to find the sheriff. But two men specifically, TJ and Axel. Okay. All right. Are both in love with the same girl. Okay. And she's down in the mines with her BFF. Okay. Right. Real quick. Where does this take place? In a made up town? Do they give you like a state? In the movie, I don't remember. Okay. But it is in like Canada, I think, where they filmed oh. Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they get down there and they find most of their friends, right? Alive, okay. unaware of what's going on above. Okay. And they still need to find the two that went off to have sex. Great. Right. <laughs> They find them stacked on top of one another. Uh-huh. Right? Again, a blurry ass. Maybe they were stabbed through to like... But you can't tell? No. Like, we don't get to see it. I don't really know what the fuck's going on. Mm. It's like, because you're in the mines. It's like grainy. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, are they just trying to have like a mine aesthetic? Dark. Yeah, I think very it's very dark. Exactly. Okay. So I'm assuming they're stabbed through each other. I mean, that's what I'm going to well, picture. That's what we hope for. And the killer emerges to kill the people that find them with like um, a nail gun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so at this point, we have TJ, Axel, the girl they're in love with, and uh-huh. her BFF. Okay. That's it. Great. Right? And they're trying to make their way back to the cable cars that'll take them back up. But the control panel yeah. smashed to shit. So they find a ladder, they try to climb up. Axel trips on like a cable of uh-huh. sorts which brings a body flying down okay. and like oozing blood on Love its it. way down okay on all the girls so they're like well fuck maybe this is a trap maybe he's waiting up there because the control was smashed where else are we gonna go so then they climb back down okay back down into the mines axel thinks he has a shortcut to a different set of cable cars and instructs TJ to take the lead. We hear Axel make a weird struggling sound. Okay. We don't see anything. Uh-huh. And it sounds like he gets pushed into some water. Okay. And so by the time they get back to see what the fuck's going on, like, he's gone. Like, all you see are, like, bubbles and, like, the light of the helmet. Okay. Floating down. So... TJ's like, fuck it. I'm going to send the girls ahead. Maybe I'll see what's going on. So the girls fucking just start going off by themselves, which is a horrible idea. Never great. Right? When we hear the sound of like wooden beams collapsing and rocks, right? Separating him from the girls. We assume he's dead. It's like, what the hell's going on? So they're broken, but (laughs) they continue to move forward. But when they round the corner, the girl that they're in love with, her BFF gets a fucking pick pickaxe to the gut. Oh no! <laughs> so she's broken. She's broken. She's wandering these mines all alone that she's never been in. 
completely just broken. Fantastic. She stops for a good cry. Yeah, I mean, look, just finish. When we see a gloved hand reach out for her and it's TJ. Okay. And and he's bleeding from the fucking rocks that fell on him. Right. Right. And they do find the other set of cable cars, but they find it at the same time that the killer pops out. Yep. Okay. Of course. So in the fight or the fucking killer jumps in, starts to like climb towards them on Uh the cable cars. They fight. Uh Uh-huh. TJ gets a shovel. Okay. Against the pickaxe. But like in the scuffle, they both end up knocking each other off of the cable cars. Okay. And so they're fighting. This is intense. I know. The girl knocks off the gas mask and reveals that it's the ex-boyfriend or whatever, Axel. It's Axel. What? The killer is Axel. What? Yes. So it's not Henry? No. Uh Uh-uh. The killer is Axel. This is a real scream reveal right now. I know. So we see like a flashback to Axel as a young boy. He's Henry's son. Yes. Yes. No. Oh. oh, shit. I was so excited to be. No. Fuck. Close. So he, the supervisor that Henry killed. Oh. That Valentine's Day. He was hiding under the bed okay. when Henry killed his dad, the supervisor, because he was the one supervising the mines when the mines exploded, right. so, trapping but why Henry. Does that make him want to kill everybody now? Because Henry killed his dad. And so now he's coming back to I, kill other innocent right, people. Like kill Henry? Why do you have to kill no, other, your friends? No, he's he's copycatting the guy that killed his dad. You're, I know, but that doesn't make any sense. No, I know you're absolutely right, and I didn't even put that together until now. <laughs> but yes, you're absolutely right. That's bullshit. So Axel pulls his pickaxe from the wood, and everything starts to collapse around them. He terrifying, and TJ. Or TJ and the girl make it out in time. Okay. But Axel gets trapped. Finally, the fucking sheriff shows up. Oh, good. With backup. Finally. Fantastic. Right? It's been 72 hours in the mine. And when they start to, like, dig things out, they find an arm. Okay. And then they see Axel, like, running deeper into the mine. Oh, shit. Screaming, like... Harry, I'm coming for you. Oh, my God. And he's like, the whole fucking town's going to die and we'll be back and laughing like a maniac. That's the end? Yeah. Did you know they made a sequel? When? Um, they did a re-release. Yesterday. They did with like that guy. They did a re-release. I didn't know they did a sequel because in my notes, it says they didn't. Okay, well maybe they didn't. Okay, I'm curious now. I thought they did. I have my bloody Valentine two. Okay, marketed Later. as my bloody Valentine two till death do us part, is an upcoming sequel. Oh, hold on, mm. this is another fan thing. Oh hey, maybe we will get one. Shh, shh. Maybe we will get one. Maybe we will get one. Well, let's see. There was almost a sequel, and maybe it got canceled. There was almost a sequel called My Bloody Valentine, The Return of the Minor, but it sounds like it never took off. So yes. maybe that's what I had seen was. Correct. I'm sorry. And, and no, and that is one I part of. I didn't mean of, to piss on your parade. No, it won't at all. 
So, um, let's see here. Let's see if I can find it. Let me move my feet off your notes. Hi, Mimosa. Yes. In 2001, the director, the original director, approached Paramount with the sequel, but they okay. declined. Okay. Due to original poor box office records. I was about to say, due to the fact that nobody wants to see a sequel to it. But then, to be fair, in 2009, they then did the special re-release of uh-huh. the same fucking movie. Uh-huh. And then put back all the shit they made him cut out originally. All right, fine. And this is where I get upset. Right? Hit Be- me. Because we were talking about the rating uh-huh. of the and I film. I asked if it was a hard R. Yeah. And so it was sent back. The film was sent back twice to meet studio demands to meet an R rating. Oh, because it wasn't originally an R. It was an- they wanted it to be an R. Correct. Okay. He had, the director had to cut like nine minutes of shit to make it meet their standards. So he had to cut things out to make it meet the standards? Mm-hmm. What was he cutting out? He cut out two people's whole death scene. He cut out all the good shit, like all the parts that so I... So wait, they wanted... So it would have been an R and they made him cut it so it was like a PG-13? No, no, no. It would have been an X. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Like it an NC-17 been... or an X rating? Correct. Got it. But they made him cut it down to be an R. So the original one would have been, been a maze. Yes. Which I guess the re-release in 2009 is six of the nine minutes they made him cut is added back And that's in. not the one you watched. That is not. Mm. I watched the OG. We might need to re-watch I know. the re-release. Yes. I want to see those because deleted scenes. Listen to this. This shocked me. Okay. It's Quentin Tarantino's all-time favorite slasher film really and i'm like motherfucker how he's got weird taste i'm like it was a sleeper it was a bore yeah but that's what he he grew up on like weird b movies he liked like the the graininess yeah he grew up on that shit you have Mm -hmm. to remember he grew up going to like some like b movie like movie theater where they played like weird not mainstream movies like that was what he grew up going to and same thing with like all those I'm not gonna say weird because I mean I'm just not part of that thing but like he loved those like old samurai you know movies which is why you got Kill Bill volume one volume two was kind of a ode to that but yeah I could see that yeah well all right I was just I I know of all the right of all the slasher movies mm -hmm. you could choose so that's like saying Leprechaun is your favorite horror movie franchise of all time. You're like, what? And apparently, so the reason that it had to be cut back so much is because Paramount got so much backlash over Friday the 13th. Really? That came out the year before. Uh huh. And it was very soon after John Lennon's assassination. Okay. So everyone was up in arms over violence. And okay. I feel like that's a stretch. I, Paramount. That's what I read, right? That's what I saw. I believe you. Mm-hmm. I just think they're really reaching. I agree. Oh. I think it's bullshit. All I can think of is they never should have fucked with the original. No. If they wanted to get the ratings that they were hoping for, they should have left the nine minutes in and then it wouldn't have been a flop and then they would have made the sequel and none of, the, none of this ever would have happened. At least make it like an NC-17. Something. Yeah. Mm-mm. I feel like the worse rating, the better movies do. Oh. Time and time again. Um, The film was actually 
like done in coal mines oh up to 2700 feet below the surface so like when you very interesting yeah and so they had to use special lighting to avoid the methane combustion perfect the town where they filmed in nova scotia was so excited to have the movie made there that they spent around fifty thousand dollars to have the mines cleaned up okay but then the production team had to spend an additional seventy five thousand to revert to like dirty it back them up, to revert like it back because that was mice. the whole reason they chose the. Oh fuck. no! Right? Oh, That's very sweet though, and very Canadian. I know. Like, oh, we'll clean up the mines for you, eh? Like, right now. And it was originally titled "The Secret," but changed to capitalize on the whole reoccurring theme of like the holiday-based slasher films, Black Christmas. Halloween and, and Friday of, the 13th had all come prior to. And of all the choices they made, that's a choice I can stand behind. Yeah. I don't care about the secret. Right. My bloody Valentine, that piques my interest. Yeah. And the whole, I mean, it's a Valentine's Day themed movie. Yeah. He's cutting hearts out of people. Yeah. There's chocolate boxes. Absolutely. Yeah. The secret. <laughs> the secret. Who's going to no, watch no. the secret? And what's the secret exactly? Mm-hmm. Who the, I guess who the killer is is a secret. Oh, and that's something I left out that I thought was interesting. Apparently, no one, none of the actors on set knew who the killer actually was. Oh, and that's fine. Until the last scene. They wanted the surprise to be real. Same with, I just saw this on TikTok. I started following a TikTok account that gives you like um, little known movie facts. Okay. And the one they did for Star Wars was that the big surprise reveal that Darth Vader is Luke's father? Yeah. Nobody, nobody knew about it but Mark Hamill. Wow. And in fact, the line said on set, they said the actor said a line, Darth Vader said a line, and it was not Luke, I am your father. It was like nothing to do with that. And so Mark Hamill knew the truth so he could have his reaction to whatever the actor was saying to him. Yeah. And then afterwards because it's like james Earl jones is the voice dub over they dubbed it over and nobody not even the actors the people on set the cameraman nobody knew until the movie came out yeah nobody but george lucas and mark hamill knew wow isn't that amazing i love it love it i think it's a great idea. so there's something that star wars and my bloody valentine have in common so maybe it's a better movie than I give it credit for. <laughs> how many? So out of five knives, how, what are we giving it? I was going to give it like a two. A two knife review for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we'll someday watch the deleted scenes version and we can up it to a three knife. Review. Maybe. Yeah, we can hope. But we'll give it a two knife review for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And what's going to be your look of the week? So I'm definitely going to do our killer. Okay. Did you find a gas mask and look behind pick- you? I see a fireplace. Look behind I you. See a vacuum no, that's to the side behind you. Oh, I see a pickaxe. You see two pickaxes. Do you have a gas mask? I made one Girl, out of. We got nothing but time on our hands. Out of a printout. Okay. I had, had arts and crafts hour today. We love it. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I also um, arts and craft myself a pickaxe, not knowing that that was being delivered this afternoon. Oh, by our neighbor. Special delivery across the way. Pickaxe. Mm-hmm. We love it. Did that, did your husband go out of his way to find a pickaxe for you? Well, I mean, the text was posted. 
We posted a text. I'm just saying so the neighbor knew about it because mm-hmm. Nick told him about it. Yeah, he, he put the word out. What more of a Valentine's Day yeah. present do you need? Needed. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, if you follow us on THC Podcast on Instagram, I posted uh, her and her husband's text exchange where she asked for a gas mask and a pickaxe. And he's all, the fuck? Yeah. And she's all, the podcast. He's like, oh, I know. But, but what the fuck? Right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't so- worry about it, sweetheart. We got it. We got the pickaxe selection. And then I used his, a, like a brand new scooter motorcycle helmet. Okay. And I put a gas mask printout over it. Amazing. With a headlamp. I just realized that you brought this wine for me. I thought you were bringing it for your mom. For and, my mom. And then I realized when she went and refilled her tequila that yeah, it wasn't for her. My mom doesn't. No. Well, what do I know? No drink wine this is a big glass so you might have to have a couple sips i would be happy to but yeah i'm actually really excited about my look tonight i think you're gonna no i think you're gonna be really proud of it i cannot wait i also have a heart-shaped box of candy for you love it i already know what song i'm gonna use okay yeah and um, (laughs) i get to wear my coveralls again my michael myers coveralls the gift that keeps on giving that i I bought just that I just bought for <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> That's not the only reason why. Well, you, because you, I've all, I need an excuse to buy them. You also yeah. reused them in your Christmas card photos. Your husband wore them. No, the best. Now we're getting minor use mm-hmm. out of them. Yeah. Listen, there's going to be another case with a mechanic at some point that you're going to be able to use it for. Uh, the mechanic. Uh, tell me about them. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about them. Um, <laughs> this is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> what was I going to say before that? <laughs> Completely wiped from my brain. I think we got to go. You think? (laughs) What are all of our... THC podcast on Instagram. (laughs) Literally nothing else matters. Because I don't post anything on Twitter, which is THC true. I haven't posted on Facebook. So it's Instagram or bust, baby. Can you hear us on YouTube music? I don't know. I know that there's a thing where maybe I could post our full audio to YouTube. And I'm not smart enough to know how to do that. Don't get me started, Brittany, if you're listening to this. My friend and hairdresser, Brittany, started a podcast with her little sister called The Creep End, which is a great name for a podcast. It's like The Deep End, but The Creep End, I get they it, yeah. talk paranormal stories, paranormal cases. Right. Their first episode is out. It's about what they believe is a haunted doll that their dad has had. I've only gotten to listen to half of it because then my children started to scream, so I still have to finish it. But... Right out the gate, they got on Spotify and Apple <gasps> because Brittany's younger than me and she knows technology better than me. And I'm so mad about it. <laughs> Again, I'll just say it just shows how much more effort and love and I don't know, whatever we're putting into this on our end. I feel like knowing nothing just makes you jump bigger hurdles and you're doing it. <laughs> I guess, man, I was the Apple thing. I was so mad I could have spit. Yeah, I'm I was sure. Hey, enraged. Hey, how about we just blame it on Ben? We could blame it on Ben. I, I say we just blame it on Ben. Spotify, I'll say, changed their policy because absolutely 100% when we started this in June, 
You had to have five published episodes to be on Spotify. They put it in black and white. So since June, they've changed their policy. Okay. But the Apple thing, the, the Apple thing. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. I know. So anyways, all of our socials are basically Instagram at this point. And I swear to God, at one point, I'm going to jump on the TikTok train because I feel like that's the future. I agree. And I hope that you're right. I feel like Facebook grandparents on Facebook. Nope. It's just boomers yeah. on Facebook. So uh, we get zero action on our Facebook page. Nobody cares. We will never learn Twitter. And I feel like Twitter is toxic. Or what we do is I've been I've been saying I'm gonna do this for a while. I'll just give um, Benjamina our Twitter password and be like, please do it, please. Because I don't know what I don't even know what to post on no, Twitter. I agree. I don't know how to do anything on Twitter. I don't even know how to like retweet things. Yeah. I don't know how. But our Instagram, I love our Instagram. Our Instagram is popping. Yeah. And our TikTok was doing OK. And then I lost the app that we were using changed yeah. how they do business. So mm-hmm. fuck them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to have to put on my big girl panties and make TikToks, mm-hmm. which is hard for me. I can listen to my voice all day long. It's very hard to watch videos of me talking. I know. But I just got to figure out a way to do it and make some TikToks. Yeah. You know, because all the TikToks about true crime that show up on my For You page are huge TikToks. If you want to borrow my masks. (laughs) (laughs) That actually might be something. Just me and a Jason mask talking about true crime. Yeah, just switch it up every once in a while. You don't even want to know the TikTok account I started following. That's a huge account. It is... I think our friend's daughter has it. Um, I think Olive has this where it's like the little critters set where it looks like a dollhouse. But instead of dolls, it's like little like hamsters and bunnies and you can dress them in clothes and they have full on play sets Mm -hmm. and like their play sets are super intricate, which is why my kids never got them because they're super cute. And it's too much. It's too much. It's like. Oh, the farmers. For as long as it's going to be cool, it's too much. And it's like, oh, the farmer's market stand. And then they have two scale fruits no. and vegetables. And it's really intricate and amazing and very cute little sets. Anyways, I started following a TikTok account that is those setups, right? The little fuzzy yeah. hamsters and bunnies with their little house sets and stores and hospitals and whatever. And it's just the, um, they're not. It's not a voiceover. It's a um, like a caption. And it's the juiciest soap opera situations. Ooh. It's this person's cheating on this person. And that person kills that person's mistress. And then the kid gets revenge by pushing them down a flight of stairs. And you're like, I need this in my the life. The fuck is happening? Yeah. I'll show it to you when we're done. Yeah, I need this. It's incredible. And at first... I was a little scared and confused because I didn't know what was what part of TikTok I fell into. And then I saw how many other people like it's a pretty big account now. And then like one of the comment sections had like verified blue checked creators commenting. And I'm like, okay, so this isn't like a weird, scary part of TikTok. I found like everybody else is in on this. Yeah, I love it. Wow. (laughs) Amazing. That was a weird TikTok rant. I just went on. I love it. TikTok is our love language. It's the only thing that matters it, anymore. I agree. Which is why I got to get in on it. I would look I it up. It might you. take me a minute. Anyways, anything else you want to talk about, B? That's funny because me supporting you to get on TikTok, I very, very jokingly texted Nick like, 
hey, look at all this fun keto food I'm making out of our leftovers yes. at work. And I'm like, I should do a show, keto cooking at work. You and absolutely I could. Know. And he's like, and I'm like, really, you could just see me putting the little phone stand and little oh, ring it would blow up and i'm like absolutely not do you want to talk about how sick the sickness of tiktok has given me where i started following a guy who um reviews and like rates people's first of all their iced coffee he'll like rate their iced coffee videos but he'll also rate their like day in a life videos okay. and it has like pushed me to be more productive where i'm like if this was a day in the life tiktok video I need to have something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't actually film a day in my life, right. but I think about it where I'm yeah. like, if I was making a TikTok, would this be interesting? What kind of rating would I have? And you won't know unless you try. Well, I'm not going to ever film it, but I feel like it's good because it's like, I'm like, okay, let's do it. Like, let's look at like, here's a healthy breakfast. I worked out today. I did this today. I went on a walk with my kids. Like these are all good things to put on a, day in my life tiktok video like this would get me a good rating wow isn't that we're ridiculous? rating ourselves in tiktok <laughs> tiktok measurements but TikTok i feel scale. like it's good if it's making me do positive choices As, uh, and that's all okay i saw a tiktok that was Talk literally about all about this where it's like it's not about making good or bad choices there is no good or bad choice all you need to think about is is my action gonna make me feel good and make the people around me mm. feel good okay right am i doing something that makes me feel good or benefit me without hurting the people around me and that's how you should make your choices right it's not good it's not bad it's it's, it's how does it affect how does me? it how, how does can it affect i affect others how can i benefit myself while either benefiting or not hurting others. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. It's not good, not bad, nothing. Just that. I mean, look, that's my religion, mm -hmm. right? That's why I don't um, subscribe to any religion because I feel like sometimes people get... There's always some kind of hate involved. No, what I was going to say is sometimes people get so far into a religion where it's like, it doesn't matter what they end up doing. As long as they say they're part of a certain religion, then Sky Daddy or whoever's in charge is going to give you a pat in the head and a cookie yeah. and you get, you know, you get the, the free pass. Right. And then really in their life, they're kind of pieces of shit. But it doesn't matter because they say that they're of a certain religion and they are a warrior and they subscribe to this certain to whatever religion and they feel like that gets them the free pass. Mm -hmm. Right. Versus if you don't believe in a sky daddy or a certain religion to give you that free pass or that pat on the head, now you just have to be a good person because it's the right thing to do. Exactly. Now you have to be a good person because of the way it affects the people around you and you got one shot at this life. And what do you want to do with it? You got to be a kind person because that's you just wanna... the right thing to do. Yeah, how do you want to go out? Mm -hmm. So my fuzzy animal TikTok that I've been following, Sylvia, Sylvanian drama, all one word, no uppercases. So S Y L V A N I A N drama. Okay. It's absolute high tier, incredible TikTok. I can't wait. I, the, the creativity that it spawns in people, like I would never think to do that. You're going to leave. I'm going to curl up in bed. 
and watch all of them. Yes. And uh, it's, no, it, that's exactly what's going to happen. And it's not like a serial situation, meaning mm-hmm. each TikTok is its own story, its own drama with these little fuzzy animal toys. Yeah. And their exquisite set pieces. Yes. It's perfect. <gasps> wow. On that note, enjoy that TikTok. Enjoy our TikTok. We we are on TikTok. I don't even know what our name is. Probably THC Podcast. It's kind of the ongoing what, theme. We can hope. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll find yeah, out. THC Podcast. There you go. All lowercase, no spaces. Us and Syl- Sylvanian drama have that in common. There you go. So THC Podcast on TikTok. I'm going to really try to post more on TikTok. And if you can, rate, like, and subscribe. If you can give us a... Hopefully we've earned it like a five star review. Mm -hmm. Apparently that really helps get us out there. Um, We'd really appreciate it. That'd be great. That would be great. And we hope to see you again next week. Hey, if you have recommendations, holla. We're here. Recommendations for what? For what you want to hear going forward. Oh, yeah. If you have any great ideas, if you know about a movie based on a case or anything, I have posted our... Um, email that mm-hmm. I look at. So email us. Leave a comment on Instagram. I promise you, I'm in charge of our social media. Yeah, like we're I'll get here back to, to you mm-hmm. for sure. You listen to us, and we're happy to listen to you. If you leave us a great review, like the TikToker last week, we might even shout you out. There you go. So um, interact with us. Be one with us. We welcome it, and we love you, and we appreciate if you've listened this far. We really, really do. And we will see you next time. Hey, happy Valentine's Day, you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.